It could not be more important and far-reaching. We know what we must do. The longer we fail to act, the worse it gets, and the higher the price when we are eventually forced by catastrophe to act. We have broken the old arguments for inaction. We have run out of excuses and we are running out of time. It's now apparent that the Holocene has ended. Time has quite literally run out. This is a turning point. Fuck. I mean, really, like that feeling where you know you have to make some big changes or else things are not going to end up so well. Son of a bitch. I know I have. For far too long. This is a story about it all. It doesn't get more down to it than this. There isn't a topic with higher stakes, bigger rewards, or more disastrous consequences. This story determines everything. It's happiness and sorrow, sickness and health, scarcity and abundance, a future or no future, life or death. Some get it early, some get it late, and some get it too late. I don't know exactly which it is for me. I only know which it isn't for me, and that's early. The question is, is it too late? Today, I bring you the voice of David Leventhal, and he tells us it's not too late. Thank God. kid in me out of the way and say did you ever see a jaguar in the wild um i didn't but my wife did yeah um and she's got this photo of her like with her hands on the jaguar and she went out with the guys and they were putting the collar on it and they dart it you know to get it down to put the collar on it and you can see from the photo, like they're going, hey, the Jaguar's waking up, hurry up and get out. She's like, take the photo, take the photo. You know? Meet and David like, Leventhal. Like, he owns a vacation resort like, on the Pacific coast in Mexico. Like, it's not just any resort. There's a name for it. Regenerate it. I, you know, I still, I, I was talking to someone, I keep stuck, regenerate it. <laughs> I can read it just fine. Say it for me. Say regen. Regen. Regenerative. Regenerative. You're good. Like I said, a regenerative resort. We'll get into exactly what regenerative is in a minute, but first, let me show you around Playa Viva. While I wish I was, I'm not actually there. 
The audio here is from a promotional video for Playa Viva that I found on YouTube. It's a slick piece of content. Check it out. You gotta see this place. Think the Garden of Eden. The ocean. It's as blue as the sky. And if it isn't ocean, it's green for as far as you can see all the way to the mountains in the distance. It's teeming with life. And right there, nestled amongst it all is this resort. It looks like a dream. And there are these tree houses. You have to see them. You just, you know, you sit in one of those and then at night you look up at the stars and see the Milky Way and just walking through the tunnel and just, they're amazing, they're beautiful. And it's this regenerative aspect that really makes this place special. I know everyone is familiar with green, eco-friendly, carbon neutral and sustainable. Well, regenerative takes that all a step further. You know, the example I use is, you know, camping, leave no trace, right? Mm -hmm. Well, leave no trace is fine if when you're going into an environment, there is no trace to begin with. The reality is we've left a huge mess, right? And if we walk into every situation going, leave no trace, we're just leaving the mess that's there. And that's where regeneration comes in. Regeneration says- So what gives? Take off the blind How do we go from that doom and gloom intro to Jaguars and now regenerative travel? Well, when I first booked David, I thought, this is essentially an episode about environmentalism, which it is. But I also said earlier that this is a story about much more than that, which it is. You see, when I first started digging into the production of this episode, I just couldn't help hearing the parallels to my life. It could not be more important and far-reaching. You see, I'm 43 years old, and largely, I've made a mess of my life. And I have kids to worry about. We know what we must do. And while for a long time, I'm not so sure I knew what to do, I was never early to figure anything out, I certainly know what I have to do now, and I'm not doing it. The longer we fail to act, the worse it gets, and the higher the price when we are eventually forced by catastrophe to act. Fuck. You see the connection I'm making? Let me put out this cigarette. I mean, really, if I don't do something quick, it's going to be a catastrophe. And is it really any different for the Earth? In any case, this is supposed to be an episode about David's voice. So let's get back to him and hear how his is a voice that tells us what to do so things don't end up a catastrophe. Yeah, you know, I my bio says I'm an uh, old media and technology person that eventually became a conservationist and then eventually became a social impact person, which to me was this duality of environmental and social impact, and then eventually became this regenerative person, which is a whole systems person. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. You see, David's story is largely one of evolution. He wasn't always an environmentalist. So let's follow along. David is in California living a high-powered professional life in media and technology, and while environmentalism wasn't much of a focus for him, it was for his wife, whose mother was an environmentalist in Mexico. And she had worked with a guy by the name of Gerardo Ceballos, uh, who's a biologist at the UNAM in Mexico, who was coming up to do a sabbatical with Dr. Paul Ehrlich, who's head of the conservation department at Stanford University. And 
said, hey, you know, you should call up my my daughter and son-in-law who live up in the Bay Area and get to know them. And we got to know Gerardo, really fun guy. We took him to Yosemite camping and skiing and up to Napa and up to see the Redwoods and really, you know, enjoy the Bay Area. And as a favor, he said, or, you know, through that relationship, he said, hey, you should come down to Kalakmul where I've got this Jaguar project going and see what we're doing down there. So he goes down. We went out with what used to be hunters to track the jaguars. And we did a really nice tour. We saw this bat cave where like they estimated close to six million bats come out and come out like circling around and you've got these like hawks above them. Trying we to went up to the top of the pyramids of Kalakmul and you look out and you see nothing but nature as far as the eye can see. And, you know, it's flat out in this area. You're surrounded by howler monkeys and uh, spider monkeys, all kinds of you know, animals that you really don't see anywhere else in Mexico. David's evolution begins. He, along with his wife and Dr. Caballo, start the Friends of Colic Mool, a nonprofit organization to preserve jaguar habitat. David is now a bona fide conservationist. From there, I think the question was, okay, where do we move from just Kalak Mool and helping out the Jaguar? And as we started talking to other nonprofits in the area, it became evident that what was needed was something that really looked at corridors, that just, you know, that the animals that were in this Kalak Mool area were actually having a much broader area that they were covering, and that we needed to start looking at the at setting up corridors. And that's where Rainforest Reef came in. This is David's second nonprofit, and by this time he's fully immersed in the world of conservation, further spurring his evolution. And I'm, I'm just remembering, like I remember a conversation I had a guy with a guy who had a, a nonprofit called Red Panda, and then had a, a nonprofit a, a discussion with another group called Ecologics that worked in Honduras, a guy by the name of uh, Sean Paul. Sean is the guy who really taught me to be this dualist. He's the one that said, look, David, you know, you can save all this land and save the jaguar and save the forest. But if people go in and they're poaching and people go in and they're cutting down the trees, you haven't really saved it. The only way to really solve those environmental issues is to address the people issues. At this point, he's a dualist now, addressing not only the environment, but the social issues that impact the environment. And he's not done evolving. You see, throughout all of this, David and his wife have had a plot of land on the coast in Mexico and were contemplating what to do with it when his wife attended a conference on building green. But she met a guy by the name of Bill Reed. And Bill has a non uh, a group called uh, Regenesis. And Bill, I believe, was part of the original folks who started the LEED standard. And what I remember in conversations with Bill where Bill said, you know, um, when he looked at being platinum lead, you still weren't at carbon neutral, which meant even the best lead standard was about destroying the planet at a slower rate. And so they really started looking at regeneration as a way of not just kind of slowing it down, but reversing it. And I was like, okay, Bill, you right. know, that, that's some good stuff, man. I, you know, I buy that, you know, I'm in. So David moves all the way to regenerative, and he and his wife take that plot of land and create Playa Viva. 
but he wasn't even done there. On top of all that, he starts Regenerative Travel, a community of regenerative hotels that aim to promote this kind of positive impact. The, the whole regenerative travel thing has really grown from my calling up 12 hotels and six showing up for initial meeting to now I think last count there were over 40, close to 50 hotels in the network and growing all the time. So, um, you know, it's, it's really grown beyond my imagination of what, what it could potentially be. So there it is. David's evolution, his journey from media and technology capitalist to conservationist onto dualist and now all the way to regenerative. He is taking the mess and making it better. But what is it in his voice that lets me know it's not too late? The most important thing is that you're on that path, on that trajectory, that as you become aware of something, then gotta take action. And nobody's perfect, but, you know, just because you can't be perfect doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. You know, and I think that the way you ask a question is like, okay, what's next? What's the next big vision? One of the things that's interesting about regeneration is this concept of co-evolution. Like people ask me, David, did you ever, um, you know, did you imagine these tree houses in 2006 when you bought the land? And it's like, no, not at all, you know. It has, by sitting there and listening to it, it has always told us what it needs next. And, and so, you know, I think what's next, what's next is to do exactly that. It's to sit there and to listen and to move based on that. That's the problem. I don't listen or I didn't listen. Why didn't I listen? I didn't listen to my parents. I didn't listen to my brothers. I didn't listen to my wife. I didn't listen to the church or the government or anything really. And I made a mess. And we didn't listen. You know, when you when you drive into Playa Viva, our neighbor is a cattle rancher and slashed and burned the land. And so you drive down this road and on the right is just thick woods and on the left is just, you know, this desolate landscape that cows are trying to get a little bit of shade on and a little bit of grass. The monoculture agricultural system that we've moved into is all about extracting as much of the nutrients from the land as possible. And once we've extracted it all, then it's a matter of injecting in artificial ones because it doesn't have any nutrients to be able to just be a, a, a substrate for holding the, the corn. I want my kids to eat fish and not go, what, what's a fish? Or my grandkids, what, what's a fish? Maybe we didn't know what to listen to. David tells us what to pay attention to. If you understand the history of place and how it got that way, then you can understand your role as a steward in bringing back the abundance that was once there. It took me too long, but I understand now why I didn't listen, how I got that way. I'm listening now and I understand the history of my place. There's no more excuses. 
it's time to get regenerative. I want to go to Playa Viva. And I'm going to get there. <laughs>